Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for joining us and being with us on the story so far. I really appreciate your listening, commenting, sending messages. I appreciate you. And I hope that you'll join us as we continue the stories that shape us throughout the next 360 something days. So on stories that shape us, the stories that shape us are sometimes positive. They're positive stories that shape us. And sometimes the stories that shape us are not so positive. They're negative. Some affect us in positive ways and some affect us in not so much positive ways. Not so much. Uh, some affect us negatively. Some of the stories that shape us adversely affect us. They affect how we show up in the world, how we manage money when we have money wounds and financial trauma. They affect how we parent when we have certain types of trauma, sexual trauma, when we witness domestic violence, when we have experienced abandonment and rejection, when we, you know, all the traumas that we experience in childhood have the potential to affect how, how we parent, how we love, how we receive love, how we, how we just be as a, peop, as a person, as an individual. One of the reasons why in stories that shape us so far, I am sharing stories that affect us adversely because those are the ones that we ignore. Those are the ones that we're afraid of. We're afraid of the stories around the story. For the woman who experienced sexual trauma, that shame is the overriding story in her life. And that affects her in ways that are far-reaching and affect generations of, of um, people in her life. I never forget at one of my retreats, my very first retreat that I did in Yorkshire, one woman that, that was there and her story was so deeply ingrained, she had passed it on to her daughter beautiful woman, beautiful daughter. And she didn't see until then as we were in that room listening to the story and she had experienced horrific trauma. But the story that she'd taken from that had made her go through the world without having contact with humans, deep contact. And she was, I never forgot when she walked in the room, I spotted her immediately because she was beautiful, right? And she spotted me um, and she thought, is she the leader? She didn't think I was, the way I looked, I was capable of leading the transformation that she thought she was coming to get. I know my, my skills. So when, when I see somebody and their react responses, sometimes I, I know what that response looks like. I don't, I don't take that on because I know the transformation that people get when they come to my retreats. So she walked in the room. I looked too simple to provide transformation because that was part of the story that had shaped her life. And by the Saturday evening, when we sat in that circle and breakthroughs were happening and she was experiencing hers and she shared one of the story that she shared with her daughter around not trusting. And as I listened to the story, I realized that that story came out of the deep trauma that she had experienced. And because healing, and here's the difference, the separating fact with our stories. When we've allowed ourselves to heal from the story, when we've allowed ourselves to even start the journey of healing, we begin to have a different perspective on the stories that we had around the story, around the trauma. And so her trauma and the story around it led her to advise her children to never trust anyone. I believe that is such a handicap to go through life with, to be prepared before you meet people, to not trust people. And so she had sent her daughter off to university with that, with that principle, with that value. 
And I, you know, as we helped her to not necessarily change their value in that room, because it wasn't, it was a value that she had developed as a child because of her trauma. But as she began to see the story around the value and begin to appreciate what it had done in her own life, and that she could see that she was passing on parts of her wound to her, the next generation who hadn't experienced her experience, who hadn't witnessed her trauma, who hadn't gone through what she had gone through, but she had passed the wound on to that generation to live it, who probably would have passed it on to the next generation to live it. And we hope that in that room that day, as she began to see it and is able to look at it from a different perspective, that she can see that that story was not a positive, a positive one to pass on. So the stories that shape us are impacting because they're often laced with cognitive distortions. They're often laced with other people's opinions and views. They're often packed with negative um, feelings such as shame, where I mean, I like to say emotions are just teachers. They're not good or bad. What we, how we interpret them, the, the distortions that we have that the brain uses to interpret our emotions is what gets us in trouble, is what gets us to a place where we feel it's bad and it's negative. The brain is the interpreter of human emotions. So when the body, the nervous system is feeling a sensation or an emotion and the brain interprets that emotion, the, the, the tools that the brain have to interpret that emotion is often, uh, is often colored by culture, is often colored by the home that we grew up in, is often colored by the experiences that we've had, is often colored by how those experiences have made us see the world. And so when the brain is interpreted, what it gives us is based on that, those things that are in between. And so that is why it's so important for us to understand the stories so that the sieve that we're given the brain to interpret with is something that is healthy and wholesome that will not cause us pain. And it's so important to know and understand because the pattern goes with us. So for example, the stories that we ignore and the brain is interpreting and giving us something that we are using to influence how we connect, how you connect with me, how you hear the story, how you listen to the story, how you connect with your children, how you connect with your partner, how you connect with your colleague and your neighbor. Those stories are important. So for example, the stories that have the greatest potential to harm us are, are the ones that we ignore. For example, the lessons from our fathers. What are the lessons from your father that you have? What are the stories around that lesson? Because we can't ignore them. We can love our father. We can forgive our father. We can love our mother and our caregivers. We can forgive them. We can acknowledge that they're hard workers. We can acknowledge that they stayed alive for us. We can acknowledge that they loved us in their way. And as adults, we can now understand it. However, it's still important to sit with those stories. What are the lessons that I learned from my father? And how do I want to do some restorative storytelling around those lessons? How do I want to unlearn what I have learned from my father? How do I change those stories? How do I change the narrative so that the, the, thing, the thing that I'm giving to my brain to process, I'm rewriting those stories in my emotional brain, in the amygdala. 
I'm rewriting those stories so that I'm giving my brain something as it, as it interprets the sensation and emotions. I can understand them and I can choose how I act. And I'm not just blindly following a script that was given to me through my experiences. I am able to do two things. I'm able to choose to love my father, choose to forgive my father, but I'm also able to acknowledge the stories that he told me, the stories that I learned from him, the lessons that I learned from him that were not positive. Because until we sit with those, we weren't able to fully appreciate or be with the lessons that were positive. Or indeed, to be honest and said, I did not learn anything honest from him. And though as a man, as a woman, I can understand his experiences and the things that formed him and shaped him as a man, I can understand and appreciate that. But I have to, I have to accept that I didn't learn anything positive from him that I want to take with me. And even that is positive. Because as you're going and you're sitting with what's true, because truth sets us free. As you're sitting with what's true and you're learning and leaning into what's true, as you do that, you're able to make decisions that are different. You're able to hear your, your partner different, hear your child different. You're able to function better at work and your whole life will be impacted in a positive way when you have the capacity and the ability to sit with the truth. You might need support to sit with the truth. And so I invite you to continue listening to these stories because these stories will provide resources that you will have to be able to sit with the truth. Sit with the truth with your journal and your pen so you can reflect on those stories so that you can find peace, so that you'll be able to prosper and be in health, as the Bible said, as your soul prospers. That what God, that's what God desires of you. And so I hope also that you'll be able to process those stories, sit with them and get the lessons that are needful and necessary for you to live a different life. Thank you for joining us in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join us on the next story.